0: Welcome to the Carolyn Shuttlesworth podcast, where we'll dive deep into the word of God, build strong faith, and finish the devil. Here's your host, author, speaker, and nonstop mom, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. Okay, so we're going to get into this today. And I I called it, you know, (laughs) what did they say? Because we're talking about gossip, I don't think I've ever really touched on on this subject before, but it is so important because you know everybody runs into beep a deepe deepe And so we don't want to get into that um, that danger zone of sinning and being that person that causes strife and division and hurtfulness and. You know, that's what I'm really key on is we're not here to critique. We're not here to compare. We're here to build each other up. This world is already hard enough on us. Hey, Erica, already hard enough on us. They're always weighing us down with, with trouble and crisis and a chaos and this and that. And we already have to push those things off of our mind and our family and weighing down on us. And we don't need to be ones that cause strife and cause uh, a separation and division, you know, division uh, among friends, a division at work, you know, a division at church. Everywhere you go, elementary school, middle school, high school, there's always cliques and that. And, that. and so we have to be the, the, the women of God that stop it and either stop it and don't start it. We, we have those two choices. You know, we're always going to be presented that we're going to have the opportunity. We know something about somebody or, you know, and everybody knows the the telephone game. They start off with one thing. And by the time it gets to the third or fourth person, then all of a sudden something has switched along the way. Something's been exaggerated. Something maybe was left out. And so it's not even the full story anymore. And so that's why we have to shut it down, because all throughout the word of God, um, uh, that division Uh, gets caused in the, in Proverbs, especially, that's why I'm a really big on making sure you just constantly go through Proverbs. You know, there's different times, like right now I'm going through the Gospels. That's just what I started. I'm like, okay. So, you know, you, you read through the Bible throughout your life. And then I always go back and just do different sections on what I feel to do. I felt to um, go through the Gospels. So right now I'm doing that, but I always take time always read proverbs because throughout proverbs it's constant wisdom and direction uh for your life for what what you're doing right now and it teaches you common sense i mean it's even used in in the words of common sense in proverbs because that's lacked a lot nowadays and so we don't ever have to be confused and wonder and not know things and and feel like we're dumbed down no it, Proverbs literally is that guide. Like if we, if we hone in, if we praise, if we honor, you know, wisdom and, and we're, we're going to receive it. We just ask and we'll apply it. Um, Liz says, sounds like whisper down the alley. <laughs> and so, and that's what we're talking about. Whisperers. <laughs> Did you see that? Did you hear that? Uh, and we're not going to be like that. I'm very blessed to um, have a team of. The majority are girls that work for Miracle Word and nobody's like that. In fact, last night they're eating giant ice cream sundaes together and brownies and unity. and unity. <laughs> and very much unity. And uh, you know and that's a joy to me when I see that on Instagram, I'm like, "Man, I I'm so joyful. That's how my team is. Nobody is well, that's how you raise your kids or, uh, you know, we talk bad about each other or if we have an issue. No, we've all we, we all know and we, we all know the outcome of what happens when you do that. We all know the strife that it causes. And we don't want that in our life. We don't want that in our ministry. And so I appreciate that, you know, As we have a majority of a girl's staff that everybody gets along and nobody causes that division. Well, did you see what she wore or what she said? Or did you hear what's going on in their family? No, we're not like that. We're, we're the first to go over and be like, what can I do to help? How can I lift you up? What, you know what I mean? And then doing things for each other as a surprise. And that's how you have to do because we all have the opportunity to gossip. We all have the opportunity to start something to, you know, somebody will tug on your heartstrings and then everybody responds with, um, oh, yeah, I knew somebody like that in the church or I knew somebody like that in my job or, yeah, I have a family member, you know, like that. And so we have to uh, guard ourselves. That's what we'll talk about today, guarding ourselves. And then, you know, what to do when someone else tries to gossip, because it's just it just got to shut it down. No information like that is worth, um, you know, causing any any type of division whatsoever. What, what, whatsoever. Because uh, division is from the enemy. Unity is is from our heavenly father and division is is from the enemy. And we don't want to, you know, me, you don't want to look. You don't want to smell. You don't want to talk. You don't want to breathe like anything that has nothing to do with the kingdom that we're from. Hey Jessica, you're on social media. Look at that. She said yesterday. She's like, I don't really, I don't really go on that Sandy sister, and she, she was like, I don't really go on too much or post. But I am so glad you're on, Jessica. Hey Caitlin. All right. So gossip. Ephesians 4:29 says, don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful, so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. Oh, Teresa, hey there, came down. Oh, that's awesome. I'm so glad that you came. Come back and see us. (laughs) Um, All right. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. Um, And so I wanted to go... Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip this. I was gonna go through the story of Second Samuel fifteen one through six, um, but that might be something you guys can kind of go through on your own. It's just a story of um, uh, one of King David's sons who was hurt by a situation, and he didn't think his dad handled it correctly. And so bitterness uh, came up over the years. But it's something I, I encourage you, go through and read 2 Samuel 15, because the chapters before it is the situation with Tamar and um, uh, Absalom. But then he comes back, and when, and when King David's son comes back, he, he then gossips, and you'll see it. You'll see it right there in 2 Samuel 15, 1 through 6. But I'm, I'm going to move on because I've got a, a bunch of things that I'm going to deal with on it. Uh, okay, so gossips, as we like to call them, gossips, uh, can project this type of image. I wrote down, you know... I was trying to think of like sentences or something they would say and be like, you can trust me. I care for you. I understand what you're doing. Um, I've been there trying to deal with it. And, um, you know, and that's what I said. They get on your heartstrings. You're like, oh, yeah. Oh, Liz, it's Second Samuel 15, 1 through 6. So if, if you, okay, you just, I just read that. Okay. Yeah. So you'll see how he causes division. He's like, no, 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 no. Come over here. And then start and starts that. We don't want to be, <laughs> we don't want to be represented that way. Um, so that's how kind of gossips. You can trust me. Be discern, be dis, have discernment on who you're speaking with. Not everybody has to know your business. If they're not going to truly lift you up, they're not truly going to pray for you, they're not truly going to give you a biblical sound advice and encouragement, then you don't have to tell everybody your business. If you have a problem with somebody, go to that person. Don't take somebody else's ear and then complain about that person. Put your big girl pants on. And not everything has to be like, uh, I think everyone always gets upset, you know, because they feel like they have to... Uh, They don't like conflict or confrontation. And it's like, who said you have to go to somebody like yelling, screaming in a mean way? What if it's like, hey, you know, hey, Liz, you know, this really bothered me. And or this I I heard this or I I thought this, you know, did you mean did you mean it that way? Or, hey, Liz, you know, this this really uh, hurt me. uh, But I want to come because the Bible says to go to the person. You know, I I just want to come to you and be like and then Liz could clear it up. Being like, well, yeah, I had a chip on my shoulder. I'm really sorry I talked to you that way. Or, uh, yeah, you know, I, I, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean for it to come across that way. We could nip so much of this stuff in the bud if we just do what the Bible says. Go to that person. But not be that, I'm going to cause division. I'm going to be a whisper. I'm going to put it in somebody's ear. Because the stories will always get changed. People will be dramatic about how they tell it to somebody else, they'll leave something out, they'll add something, something gets a little, you know, it it was a a one-pound fish that got caught, but no, it was a 20-pound fish that got caught, you know. It's like somebody always elaborates in the story, and then all of a sudden, now we're not fixing between one person we could have just gone to, what are we doing? We're now having to, we have a whole group involved where it could have just been handled and fixed. Gossip, you know, I I don't, I shut it down. I I don't even entertain it. I don't even want to hear it. It goes in one ear, not the other. I know when people are doing it. I know when people want to get a response out of me. Uh, I'm not, I'm not dumb. I have discernment. And I know when people try to tell me things and they want me to be like, oh yeah, you know, he shouldn't have done that. That's wrong. Well, I don't even know the situation. I am not going to be, you know, we we shut it down. And I tell my team too. I'm like, listen, now you guys have always, you know, dealt with it in life. But now opening a church, we're dealing with a lot more people one-on-one. Like, don't allow this to go on. Don't allow this seed to be sown. Make sure it's cut off because it's a lot harder to dig up and cut up thick roots. It's a lot easier to pluck that seed out of the ground you know, before it gets watered and starts growing. So, I, I mean, I tell Jenna, I tell, I, I, tell, I tell everyone around me, I'm like, we're, we shut it down. We don't entertain it. We're not going to put an arm around and be like, oh, really, that's what happened to you at the last place or that's what happened to you at work or, no, it, it's like we're, we're going to shut gossip down. Nicole said, yes, learn that the hard way when talking to unbelievers about my infertility journey. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, unbelievers right there's the word they don't believe and you know what to be honest with you christians sometimes can't even be any better you know they got all the war stories and they got all the the oo's and the was and the you know do it this way don't do it this way um so you, ha- you that's why i said you have to be uh discerning who you go and talk to and what you're going to talk about how do you shut it down what do you say well, I mean, you just don't participate in it. If someone starts to say, well, did you hear about this? Or, you, Janine, you can just say in a nice way, like, oh, I, I don't want to talk about them. I don't even really know their situation, or I, I'm not going to be a part of this conversation, you know, whoever you're talking to, Janine. That's why I, I, it's okay to speak up. It's okay to stick up for yourself and say, I don't want to be a part of this. It's okay. It's okay to, to not entertain it. It's okay to not respond. I've had people that, you know, you can tell when they're, like, feeling things out. They're like, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this to see if, if she responds to it. I'm not. I'm not. I don't like carrots dangling in front of me. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not snapping for it. And so that you, you can do everything nice. Not everything has to be a confrontation. Not everything has to have, you know. Uh, a a mean face. But there's always going to be the church hurt, the work hurt, the friend hurt, the family hurt. The person who felt hurt, you know, has no business telling anyone what's wrong except for the person that they're hurt by. They should not go off and change people's opinions about somebody else because of their offense. uh, Being offended and all of that, like, I love it where people go and they tell you all these things. This is the best. People go and they tell you all these things, and then they're like, you know, but it didn't offend me. <laughs> it's like, but you're still talking about it. <laughs> you're still bringing it up. Did it did it not offend you? Like, are you letting it go? Are you forgive them, or are we still going to talk about it? And so <laughs> that's, you know, and people are like, wait a second, that's actually true. Yeah, you're still talking about it. If it's like moved on and we're not offended by it and we're not going to mess with it anymore, then then truly let it go. Just let it go. Just let it go. Because when you do that, then you get other people. And every every word is a seed, and you do not want to put certain seeds. And you're ta- you could be talking to someone who's a new Christian now. You're you're messing with. Thoughts, You know, as they're learning, as they're learning the word of God, you're messing with thoughts that now they've got to get past and pray past. And, you know, it's so much better just to step back and be like, I I, I don't I don't have a response for it. You know, I'll pray for the person. Uh, You know, I just I would not be involved in um, gossip in James 119. Uh, And then also 21, 22 says, listen, understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to get angry. So get rid of all the filth and evil in your lives and humbly accept the word that God has planted in your hearts. And we know what? Out of the buns of the heart, the mouth speaks. Okay? so it has the power to save your souls. But don't listen to God. Don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves. If you see yourself walk away and forget what you look like, but if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. If you claim to be religious but don't control your tongue, you are fooling yourself and your religion is worthless. Don't make what you believe, what you stand on, worthless. Pure and genuine religion in the sight of God the Father means caring for orphans, widows in the distress and refusing to let the world corrupt you. Do not let the things of this world corrupt you. That whole, you know, straight up Jezebel spirit, that that's all that all gets mixed in with gossip and bitterness and offense. It, it's all in that same mixture. OK, it's like a big pot of all the same stuff. It all has a little stem from it. Don't don't get in the manipulation. All of that, it all they're all related. They're all related. And we don't want to get mixed in with that. That's not going to help you. That's going to end up tearing you down and then it's not going to help whoever is around you. I don't I don't want that. I want to encourage each other. I want to lift each other up. I want to be there for the person. I want to be the corner of the mat holder. I want to be in the right friend in the circle. I want someone to go to me and be like, you know, I can trust them. If I had to talk to them because I need their advice, I need it. I know that it ends with them. That's what Ted and I have always worked really hard at is that when we know something, like, that's it. It doesn't matter who else asks us, who else. We're always cautious and conscious of it, it ends with us. It ends with us. Um, yeah, Liz, and that and that's what it is. Offense is a killer. It's also a choice, you know, because, you know, being offended, it, we all have the opportunities to be offended. We all have it. Um, but then we have to be like, am I going to choose to go in this direction? Am I going to choose to let it bother me? And you know what? Sometimes people on the other end, it was a mistake. Sometimes they're wrong, right? They could be right about what, you know, and just people have to make that choice to not walk in it, no matter what get, what they get hit with. All right. Dealing with gossip. Number one, I would say we should see gossip as a, as a sin, as a, as a serious sin. You know, sometimes we, sin is sin. Okay. And I think that sometimes we, you know, look at other things like, oh, murder is really bad sinning. okay that's a bad sin how about homosexuality okay yeah but it sin is sin it's it, there's not there was no there's no like meter in the bible for a sin meter that's like well this one's ranked one and this one's ranked 10 that's not how it works sin is sin and you get into that malicious talk and that Uh, you know, language that I read at the beginning of Ephesians. You get into that spot where now you're the person causing division. You're talking bad about somebody. You're getting other people on your side. That's why I said that whole like ends up being that Jezebel, We know what happens to her? She fell out of a window and became dog food. I don't want you guys to become dog food or fall out of a window. (laughs) Preferably neither. But God hates that. He hates that spirit, that spirit straight up antichrist. That is completely the opposite. That whole division. It, I mean, that's Satan got kicked out of heaven. He was offended. He it was prideful. He, it, you know, manipulation. I, I, I'm going to be like God. I'm more powerful. I'm, I'm equal. I'm this. And he got the boot. All of that stems from the father of lies. We don't want any part of it. We should, I, you know me. We don't need to look or represent any part of that nonsense. All right, uh, we excuse it as no big deal. Like I said, there's no sin meter. We'll end up tolerating it. Uh, but if you go over to, um, I'm not going to read First Peter 4:15 because I have a lot of other verses, but. You know, the destructive power of our tongues, the Bible talks a lot about it. The destructive, this, this is a powerful weapon. It's really short, just a few inches, <laughs> but it, it's, it, it's a sword. It's a whip. It, it's, it's a very, very, very powerful tool. And once things are said, they're said there's, there's no whiteout. There's no erasers. It, once things are said, they're said And that's why I just read at the beginning, be slow to speak. Sometimes we're ready. We're ready right there. But we got to let the Holy Spirit deal with us, slow us down. in what we're getting ready to say, is it wise that I go? She told me not to say this. Do I need to be um, telling so-and-so this? Is it if they heard that I told, you know, are they going to be upset? You know, you slow to speak. Slow to speak, all right. Proverbs eighteen twenty one. The tongue can bring death or life. Those who talk will reap the consequences. Speak life. Speak life into people. Speak life into people's situations. There's so many people. You think people just because you see people smiling or laughing, and you I mean you think that everything's going all right in their life. What happened to Robin Williams? He was one. He was f- fantastic at making people laugh. He hung himself. That, that's some, I mean, all suicide is terrible. There's some ways that you kill yourself that to me are like, (laughs) rough and hanging because you're thinking about it while you're hanging there, you know, but all his movies were all about joyful things and laughing. You know, I just watched Mrs. Doubtfire with my kids. They wanted to watch it. And, um, I just, Watch the movie thinking this guy was so miserable that he would rather kill himself um, and leave his family. You know so people think, oh he's making millions of dollars, he has to be happy and uh, here, here he is and, and, and he's hanging himself. I mean, we could go through other people that you you see on the television, but many of you know people everyday life, you see people put on this game face, but You know, is it true joy? People can absolutely walk in it, but we have to bring life to situations. If it's not gonna bring life, if you're getting ready to talk about somebody's business or you feel like you're getting ready to start something, stop for a second and say, I'm gonna reap the consequences of this. I could lose a friendship. I could lose a whole bunch of stuff. I could, you know what I mean? Like, whatever it's going to start, is it worth, am I bringing life to this situation? Am I bringing death? Am I bringing destruction to somebody's life by doing this? All right, Proverbs 16, 27 through 28. A worthless man plots evil and his speech is like a scorching fire. A dishonest man spreads strife and whispers separate Uh, And and a whisperer separates close friends. A worthless man plots evil and his speech is like a scorning fire. A dishonest man spreads strife and a whisperer separates close friends. Don't be a whisperer. Don't be what the Bible calls a whisperer. Did you see? Did you hear? Can you believe it? Don't be a whisperer. Gossip spreads contention and contaminates those who come in touch with it. Proverbs 26, 20 through 22. Fire goes out without wood and quarrels disappear when gossip stops. I mean, hello, can the Bible be any more plain? That's why another reason I love proverbs. It just straight up tells you. It makes it clear as day. Fire goes out without wood. Okay. So if you're not adding the stuff, the components together to make that fire keep going, it's going to go out. Let that die. Don't be the one that rapid fires it out and now you've started all this contention. And quarrels disappear when gossip stops. A quarrelsome person starts fights as easily as hot embers light coral or fire lights wood. Rumors are dainty morsels that sink deep into one's heart don't let rumors don't let gossip sink into one's heart and corrupt your heart we know that the bible says guard your heart above what all other things guard your heart because out of it flows the issues of life don't corrupt your heart all right number two so first we talked about how we gotta look at it and say this 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 is gonna this is sin. This is causing me to act like the father of lies. I'm gonna cause offense, I'm gonna spread rumors. If I I gotta look at this as a sin. All right? Number two, realize that you can't conquer gossip in your own strength. Nothing we can do is in our own strength. That's why we rely on the Holy Spirit. He's our aid, he's our guide, right? James three, seven through eight. For every species of the birds and beasts, of reptiles and creatures of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by the human race. But no one can tame the tongue. It, it, it is a restless evil and full of deadly poison. So no one, right there it tells you, no one in your own flesh and strength can tame the tongue. But what what is it? One of the nine fruit of the spirit, self-control. If we operate in the way we were created to be in the image of God, self-control will stop a lot of issues, will stop a lot of problems. And so right there, realize that you can't conquer gossip in your own strength. So when you're getting ready to stop for a second, stop and think, stop and be like, what benefit does this this have? Do I have self-control? I am a grown woman. I better have some self-control right now. We meet a lot of people that don't have any. (laughs) But you guys are different. You're here on a a Friday at 2 o'clock watching this and getting filled with the Word of God. So you can be different. Because as you know, only changed people will change the world. And the world needs help. The world doesn't need you to be like everyone else. The world needs help. The world lies. The world gossips. The world causes... Um, uh, stress and depression and the world causes strife and the world causes manipulation. Look how, the, look how the government, look how the news manipulates you. Manipulated us in 2020. So many people believe that hand sanitizer was going to save your life. It's disgusting stinky, st- st- stinky and sticky gooey gel that nobody knows what's in it but you guys are going to believe that it kills 99.9 percent of germs. Don't just go with the flow. I know we're, people around here are on here and be like, but it really does. I've researched it. Great, use your hand sanitizer. But you know, manipulated with with, ma- with the masks. Oh, it's going to keep out uh, this and that. But then if you held it like this and put water in it, it seeps right through. It, it, no, none of that. The world will manipulate you into you know. Being forced to go by this type of car because the world's coming to an end, and go buy this and invest your money here, they will manipulate you. It's like puppet strings. don't don't be that person. Um, realize that you can't conquer gossip in your own strength. All right? Number three, yield your tongue to God as an instrument of righteousness. Yield it. Yield it as an instrument. Of righteousness, um, over in Romans six twelve through fourteen, Paul says, "Do not let sin control the way you live. Do not give in to sinful desires. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves completely to God, for you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of." God. Sin is no longer your master for you no longer live under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. So you have a choice. You either serve God or serve sin. You have two choices. And so if you're going to serve God, then we need to learn to yield our tongue as an instrument of righteousness Proverbs 1218, there is one whose rash words are like a sword thrust, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. And I I I looked up, I always like to look through four different translations on on which ones I want to put in my notes. And I did the ESV because it gave such a mental clarity. It says, There is one whose rash words. So here we are. We're quick to speak. We're quick to give our two cents to somebody on uh, what someone's situation is. We're quick to talk. We're we're quick to talk about somebody. We're quick to, you know, we got information. We're quick to release it. It says there's one whose rash words are like sword thrusts. So if you had a sword, you're like jamming it. You know what I mean? You're swiping it down. You're thrusting a sword. But the tongue of the wise brings healing. The tongue of the wise brings healing, so it's like you can either be like a sword that's cutting, and you know I just had to do this with my kids. It, you know, you 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 have a bad cut, and then what? You put neosporin on. You keep a bandage on a bandage on it. You keep that wound protected because it's healing, and so that's what we have to choose from. We can either be someone who's rash and quick to. Uh, barf at the mouth and then be a sword that's cutting and thrashing and leaving deep wounds or we could be somebody whose who's our, our speech, what we're saying actually is wisdom and those words produce healing in somebody's life. Not making a situation worse, it's producing healing. So that's in Proverbs 12:18 in the ESV. Um, number four, make a commitment, to build others up in Christ and not tear them down. I mean, pretty, pretty much a basic one, a common sense. But we're going to say, listen, how can I work at not being a gossip? I'm making a commitment to only build people up. I'm not going to tear them down. We all have this opportunity. Sometimes we're all, you know, get in that spot. We get in that. Did you hear that? Did you see that? I can't believe it. That's not how I would have done it. And we got to stop and think and turn on our self-control, make a commitment to only build people up because what I'm going through are the ways to help you from not gossiping. Right. So the first one was making sure we don't see we see gossip as a serious sin, not just like, oh, can kind of brush it under the, the rug. No, it's right up there. There's no sin meter. Okay, sin is sin. Uh, number two was you can't go- conquer gossip in your own strength, right? We need the help of the Holy Spirit. He's our guide. He's our leader. He'll tell us, hey, this should be said. Hey, zip it. This is not the right time or you're not supposed to say this. He's going to be your guide. Number, number three, we're yielding our tongue as an instrument of righteousness. We have, uh, there's two masters. We've got sin that control us or we have our heavenly father. There's two fathers, the father of lies and the heavenly father. You can't serve both and you got to choose one. So it's not like you can't serve neither. There's going to be a choice in serving which one, which one are you choosing to serve? Um, And then number four, we're making a commitment to build others up, not tear them down. This is what's going to help us to stop from gossiping ourselves. Okay. Um, going back to Ephesians 429 Don't use foul or abusive language. It's how I started the broadcast. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear you. Um, So it's like, uh, you know, you you, you bit into a a rotten fruit or like a banana with a big gushy bruise on the side and you're like, well, you know anyone's done that, or an apple that had a bruise, and you accidentally bit into it, and you're like spitting it out. That that's that's what it's like. Rotten speech needs to come out of your mouth. Let just like you take a bite and you don't like it. Let it be a sour taste. Let the, let even something that you're getting ready to say be a sour taste in your mouth, so you're not spitting out the stuff that's hurtful and could. It couldn't even be, you know, could very well not be true. Because if you're hearing something that you heard from two people down, you know, like the telephone game, and then you're saying it, now you're telling a lie because it's not even true about the person because you just heard it from two other people. So see, it's like a vicious vicious cycle and a vicious circle that we don't want to be a part of. We want our words to be good, right? So like if somebody comes to us for help and prayer and encouragement, We don't need anyone second guessing when they come to us if, you know, is she going to say anything? Is she going to keep this to herself? Is she really going to truly help me? Is it going to end with her so we don't, like, keep this cycle going? Right? That's how we have to be. We can't be like, because we all know know the people that's like, don't let her know. If she knows, forget it. The whole group will know. Don't let her know. Forget it. You know, don't be in any situation, wherever you are. Because all, it's all the same setup, whether it's a church setup or an office work setup or a, gr- a friendship, you know, group of friends or in the family. It's still the same. It's still the same setup. That was that was a good lightning bolt and thunder. <laughs> you guys maybe even heard that on, on the microphone. Um, it's still the same setup. Don't be that poison. Don't be that poison. We're here to build each other up. Um, I, I, I've always been, I've always been that girl, like in high school that had less, less friends and less girlfriends, not because, um, you know, I was a weirdo or I don't know. <laughs> I just, had no social skills I hated drama I hated gossip I hated the he said she said it's like exhausting right I I hated that oh Liz said she heard it Uh, I I hated that and like to this day I probably have a handful of friends because I'm not I don't I don't like any part of that I don't want to be that person I'm big on my word is good like what I say is trustworthy what I tell you ends with me what uh, you know what I mean like I'm big like the whole like the word liar like all of that is like a no-go for me because I'm big on my word is true my my word stands true and so you're gonna find that in every in every group unfortunately you would really think that in, in church none of these things would apply but sometimes it's it's more vicious in a church setting and we know better. Okay. Sorry, Diff. (laughs) All right. Number five, fill your life with um, meaningful work. And so even though, uh, you know, this is a a section on uh, widows and elders and and changes in their life, it's still applied to uh, us in the way of you know, sometimes we need something to do because if not, then all of a sudden we're like, do 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 here. Did you hear this? Did you do this? It's like you know, you ever you ever say about those people like they have too much time on their hands, like <laughs> because there's like no good production coming out of their situation because now they're becoming like rumor starters and gossips and whisperers, like the Bible says, right? So First Timothy five eleven. Um, I'm just going to back up. I'm going to start with 5.11, I guess, and I'm going to read a few. It says, "The The younger widows should not be on the list because their physical desires will overpower their devotion of Christ and they will want to remarry. Then they would be guilty of breaking their previous pledge. And if they are on the list... They will learn to be lazy and spend their time gossiping from house to house, meddling in people's businesses and talking about things they shouldn't. It's like, you know, Gossip Girls, Pretty Little Liars, all those shows, which I never even saw, proud to say. Um, But it's, it's, it's like that, it's like that, you know sometimes you get that the whole persona here's the label again like the stay-at-home moms we just sit around and we talk about our problems and we talk about neighbors and we talk about our husbands and all of that irritates me to no end it's so gross (laughs) i hate it it's like do you not have anything else you can be doing go paint your nails again go go get a new color because i don't like the stock But that's how these shows that are out there, they they get you to believe like that's the norm. That's what housewives do. That's what working working ladies do. That's that's how it's supposed to be, you know, portrayed. You know, that's totally normal. No, it's not normal. It doesn't line up with the word of God. You don't want to have perverse speech coming out. You don't want to be associated with the the father of of lies. You don't want any of that. You don't want to be that person where your word is no good, that you're always talking about a situation that you're supposedly not offended over. If you're not offended over it, it's over with. Move on. We're done. We don't want to rehash it because somebody, you're going to get a weak person that's going to latch onto those words and then now you've corrupted them. And that's exactly what happens. You get a weak person that latches onto the person with the, they're playing on the heartstrings, and then you've corrupted them, and then it just goes down the list. And then that's how you have that wildfire. But we read in the Word of God that if there is no fuel or there is no wood, it can't stop, it ends. So you guys be the person. Take the wood off. Don't have the quarrelsome, don't have the response, because like we said, your words need to be healing, not sword thrusts into a situation or into people but your words need to be a healing to them a healing to them all right um, and then number six my last one refuse to listen to those who want to spread gossip just start screaming earmuffs really loud <laughs> I won't do it <laughs> uh, Proverbs twenty nineteen. this time I did the amplified he who goes about as a gossip reveals secrets Therefore, pretty simple, the word of God says, do not associate with a gossip. What? Who talks freely or flatters. Proverbs twenty nineteen. I didn't say it. God said it. Leave them be. <laughs> you don't have to be friends with them anymore. That's okay. There's plenty of people that I've known my whole life that was friends and in one season, not friends anymore. You're not going to be friends with everybody from the moment you met them on. People change. People grow. And if people aren't growing beside you in the right direction then they're just not going to go with you. And that's going to be okay. You're going to have to just let some people go. Because it says in Proverbs 20:19, He who goes about as a gossip reveals secrets. Meaning can't keep their mouth shut. They are talking about people's business. Therefore do not associate with a gossip. So there you go. Have nothing. <laughs> it says, well, I officially have like two people. Uh, am I one of the two? If not, then you got three. <laughs> um, and so you, that's just what you have to do. Don't associate with them because you're bound to get caught up in one of the scenarios. You just are. Because if you're in that circle and you're in that, someone's going to say, well, she knew that or she was hanging out with that. Or you're like bound To get caught up with it. Um, If you listen to a gossip, you're going to be tempted to pass it on, refuse to listen, and then you won't have fuel for the fire. you got to shut it down. Gossip will contaminate um, you with damaging information. And that's going to hinder relationships, right? That could help you grow in the Lord. It's just, um, that's it. It's going to contaminate. Gossip is... Um, something that can contaminate and with damaging information. So we got to deal with gossip and others by refusing what? To listen to them. And if you have to gently correct, gently correct. Just gently correct. It's okay. Correcting never killed anybody. Right? All right. I know sometimes people are like, they've never been addressed before, they've never been corrected, that's the generation that's being raised right now, that you can't tell people anything, you can't correct them, you can't, you know, guide people in the right direction, this way parents don't even want to correct their kids. I'm not going to go there very very long, just for a second. Um, they, <laughs> parents, <laughs> parents don't even correct their kids. They, they, They put up a poster in the corner of their room and it has like, different emoji faces and it's like well, point but tell me baby which one do you feel do you feel sad right now are you feeling blue are you feeling no you're acting like a brat and you shouldn't talk back to me you better straighten up and wise up or I'm gonna spank it pow pow right there on the tush (laughs) there's no there's no poster in the corner of my kids room that's you know To point to what your emotion is today. I'm sorry. I'm going to let you know how to feel today. Okay. You see this roof over your head. Yeah, you're welcome. So wise up. This is what the Bible says. (laughs) So that's what what it is. We're living in a generation that we're living in a generation that nobody can be corrected. And if you are, people like gasp. Did she just say that to me? And it like wasn't even said to you bad. But you know what? If you follow this ministry, you know that we teach that correction brings direction. What do you think the word of God is giving to us every day? The word of God is correcting us. The word of God is making us better. Right. The word of God is filling us up, giving us revelation, giving us light of the word. This is correcting us every day. If you're truly reading it and you're going after it and saying, I want to I want to be better. I want to improve. Then the word of God is a corrective tool. But we get taught and we're so like in this uh, the world, the way it is now is like we can't correct anything. The pastor can't say this. My parents can't say this. My boss can't say this. It's like, yeah, they can. (laughs) So so correction brings direction. It makes you better in life. It might not always feel good. Being corrected doesn't always feel good. Sometimes I'll get corrected and, you know, it really sucks. Uh, and sometimes I'll get corrected and I'm like, whew, thank God I was told that, you know, I don't ever want to do that again. I don't ever want to, you know what I mean? So it, sometimes it doesn't feel as rough as other times being corrected, but and to deal with, with gossip and others refuse to listen. And if you have to gently correct them and steer them in the right direction, point To the word of God, I just gave you tons of scriptures of what it says about whispers and gossips, you know, and then let them chew on it for a little bit. And if they want to get better and they want to grow in the things of God, they'll come to you and be like, you know what? I sucked it up, buttercup, and you're right. Or just let the Holy Spirit work on them. You don't have to always be, you know, with the tools. The Holy Spirit is the tool master. Let him work. Let him work on them. Sometimes it takes people a few days to, to get that correction and be like, OK, fine, you know, it's OK. Some of us don't always get it so fast, but that's why we work with people. That's why we make room for you know allowances for for people and, and how they are and their personality. We, we make room for that. We don't just cut them right off. So gently correct anyone who tries to spread gossip. And then I said, you know, let's let's love to tell the story of Jesus. But let's hate to tell anyone else's story unless it builds up the body of Christ. Let, let let's be like Jesus. Let's love to replicate Jesus and what he taught us and strive to do what the word of God says. And then just automatically in your mind say, I I hate evil. I hate anything that's going to cause division or tear somebody down or hurt their feelings. Um and so that that's where we have to be. So I went over. I'm going to read them real quick. The um, the six things we're going to see: gossip as a serious sin, um, realize that you can't conquer it, can't can't conquer gossip in your own strength. We need the Holy Spirit to lean on. Um, yield our tongue uh, as an instrument of righteousness. We're going to make a commitment. We're going to strive to build people up, not tear them down. Uh, Liz, I can also type them to you too when I get off. Fill your life with meaningful work. Do something that's going to cause production. I read that in 1 Timothy. You get into that place where you're the person sitting around drinking coffee and talking about people. Go get a hobby Uh, or a job. (laughs) Refuse to listen. And number six, refuse to listen to those who want to spread gossip you have a choice. You can be the fuel and spread it or you can end it. You could take that wood off of the fire. It it could end with you. And so we all have that choice when we're presented with that scenario of, I feel like this is coming to me and this is going to be gossip. This is some, I'm hearing someone's business I shouldn't know about and it's going to end with me. Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your your leading and your guiding. Thank you, Lord, that you've made us strong women of God that, you know, when, when trouble comes our way, when confusion comes our way, when uh, distractions come our way, we can revert back to the word of God as a firm foundation. So we always have an answer for our enemies. We walk in great faith. We walk in peace. We walk in joy. We're not gonna be the one that adds uh, lies and rumors and be the whispers that the Bible talks about. We're the ones that cause peace overwhelming peace. Let us, Lord, live a life where we cause joy, joy that is in us and joy that rubs off on other people. Let us walk in love. Thank you, Lord, that we have self-control. We don't look like everybody else. We don't talk like everybody else of the world. For for we have the Holy Spirit that leads us and guides us into all truth that we can lean on. Whenever we're having, whenever we're in a rough situation, whenever we're feeling like we have no strength to do it, thank Thank you, Lord, for the, the other women in our life that are helping to carry the mat, helping to encourage, helping to bring us out, helping to bring us in unity with the word of God. Thank you, Lord, for your mighty word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.